Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Monday, April 5th. I'm Wayne Pratt. People who have been incarcerated in Missouri must wait until they finish probation or parole before being able to vote. Some want to change that so they won't have to wait to become full citizens again. I want to have a say in the community, but how can I do it when my hands are tied and my mouth is muffled? In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson speaks with one man who was fighting to regain his voting rights immediately. St. Louis is dealing with another riot at the downtown Justice Center. As St. Louis Public Radio's Kayla Drake reports, inmates last night broke windows and damaged property inside the jail. Inmates on the third floor of the Justice Center left cells for more than an hour to demand better living conditions. Many also chanted, we want our court dates. Officials suspended jury trials at St. Louis courts for much of the last year. Many inmates in the Justice Center are being held pending trial. Local advocates say the average waiting time for a trial is more than 340 days. Sharon Morrow is a local activist and advocate for homeless people who live-streamed part of the protest. This is not the first time, and it is a problem, which is why it's known as the Injustice Center instead of the Justice Center. Morrow says the riot is proof jail conditions have not improved, as city officials claim. I'm Keila Drake, St. Louis Public Radio. Missouri's top Republican senator says his colleagues may not be eager to expand the state's Medicaid program. The Missouri House declined to fund expansion last week. Senate President Pro Tem Dave Schatz of Sullivan says his chamber is worried about the long-term costs. Since voters enacted a constitutional amendment expanding Medicaid eligibility in 2020, Schatz says lawmakers may not have the final say on the program's future. That's where the conversation is going to be and whether or not we actually fund that. And I think that at some point it may be a decision courts weigh into if the Senate chooses not to fund it. Schatz made those comments on Politically Speaking. The episode is live on our website, stlpublicradio.org. A sharp rise in COVID-19 hospitalizations is preventing Illinois from moving forward with Governor J.B. Pritzker's reopening plan. But the administration appears to be making some concessions to businesses. Hannah Meisel reports. New guidelines quietly released by Pritzker's administration make for expanded capacity limits anyway. Patrons at restaurants and other businesses, along with guests at social events like weddings and conferences, won't count against capacity limits if they can prove they're fully vaccinated or recently tested negative for COVID. It's up to businesses to decide how to check, but Governor Pritzker last month endorsed the idea of a vaccine passport stored on an individual smartphone. I do like the idea, though, that everybody will have with them easily uh, on their device. Most people carry their devices with them some way to show that they've been vaccinated. While apps like that are in their infancy, most vaccinated people can prove they've gotten their shots with their CDC vaccination card. I'm Hannah Meisel. Many university athletics programs are taking a huge financial hit because of the pandemic. St. Louis University Athletics Director Chris May is not revealing how much the department has lost during the outbreak, but says it was significant. We've taken an obvious hit from a, from a ticket perspective for all sports, but really for basketball. Men's basketball is the big driver. Basketball ticket sales plummeted this past season because of coronavirus restrictions. Seating at SLU's home court, Chaffetz Arena, 
was limited to 14% capacity. The university men's and women's basketball teams generated about 40% of the department's budget in the 2018-2019 academic year. There are more than 200,000 registered voters in St. Louis, but more than 3,400 others cannot vote because they have to complete probation or parole. Lawmakers and activists in Missouri are pushing to restore voting rights more quickly. As St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports, one person who is on parole wants his vote restored so he can have a say. In 1993, police arrested Ronnie Amin for robbery, assault, and sexual assault. He pleaded guilty. The judge gave him 30 years. While in prison, he got his life together. He began attending religious services and converted to Islam. Amin left prison in October 2018 after 25 years. He's a housing coordinator for the Criminal Justice Ministry's Release to Rent program, which helps formerly incarcerated people with housing and other services. Doing work in the community inspired him as a teenager, but because he served time, it took him a few decades to get there. I didn't become like this decent, upright individual overnight. Amin would like to do more for his community by voting in local elections. But under Missouri law, he won't have his voting rights restored until he completes his parole in about two and a half years. He's among more than 3,400 St. Louisans who can't vote tomorrow in the city's mayoral election because they haven't yet completed their probation or parole. About 66% of those residents, including Amin, are black people. Every election, they are reminded that they can't cast their vote. Amin is frustrated that he can't be a full participant in his community. I want to have a say in the community, but how can I do it when my hands are tied and my mouth is muffled? In January, State Representative Rasheen Aldridge, a St. Louis Democrat, introduced a bill in the House to immediately restore voting rights to Missourians on probation and parole. The bill doesn't have a companion bill in the Senate, so it has little chance to become law in the Republican-controlled legislature. David Kimball is a political science professor at the University of Missouri-St. Louis. He says Missouri's Republican lawmakers have focused on tightening voting rules, as they did when they passed a law requiring people to present IDs at the polls. By and large, Democrats prefer reforms that make it easier for people to vote. Republicans prefer reforms that place more restrictions um, and make it harder because politically both sides tend to believe that higher turnout helps Democrats and lower turnout helps Republicans win. Some say Missouri lawmakers have no intention of changing the law because it will make it easier for former prisoners who are black to vote. Jennifer Hernandez is an activist with the Dream Collective at Southern Illinois University in Edwardsville. Its scholars and activists work to dismantle racism through education. She says Missouri lawmakers have systematically disenfranchised people of color. They are trying to keep the power in the rural, white areas of, you know, and those privileged zip codes. And so any way that they can cut off access to citizenship and democracy for people of color or people with disenfranchised or people with marginalized identities, they're doing it. Amin holds out hope that state lawmakers would do the right thing. He wants the right to vote so he could help elect people who will pass laws to remove the requirement that former prisoners tell their landlords or employers about their criminal records. When a person has done their time, They should be permitted to operate fully and function fully 
within the community. If you're quick to take my taxes, you should be quick <laughs> to give me my voice and vote. Amin is committed to making sure that lawmakers know that people who come out of prison deserve to be a part of society. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. This story is supported by Reveal News from the Center for Investigative Reporting. Our David Casares edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. We are a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.